0: Yo, welcome back yet again. My name is Seba and me and my friend Jesus co-host the Business Kids podcast. Today is yet another episode in our Canadian Business School series. So the goal of this is for you high school students who are still deciding on where you want to go. So we want to give you an honest review of the program and some honest information from actual students, not just pamphlets. So today we're going to be discussing and answering your questions about the Ted Rogers School of Management at Ryerson University with our two special guests, Ian and Stacy. So to start off, uh, why don't you introduce yourself, your program, uh, the admission average, and some extracurriculars that you did to get in?
1: Hi, I'm Stacy. Um, I'm in my second year of marketing in Ted Rogers School of Management, and I'm majoring in marketing and minoring in professional communication. Um, my average uh, of admission that I got in with was a 90%. Uh, some of the extracurriculars that I did was um, sports teams in high school. I did the best buddies program and I had over 200 volunteer hours and I received my admission about January,
2: 2019. Okay. Yeah. My name is, uh, <laughs> my name is uh, Eon, and um, I go to Ryerson for business management and I am majoring in global management studies right now. My second year, and uh, the average that I got into uh, Ryerson with is an 87 in high school, of course. And uh, I got uh, I got in Ryerson around probably March, April, around then in grade 12. So yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the first question that most people had, obviously, you you've kind of answered already, but you I guess uh, expand on that. You're ma- majoring in you your majoring in global studies and Stacey, you're majoring in marketing. What other, I guess, specializations uh, can you choose from in this program?
2: Um, well, you can choose from I think six or seven. So there's also um, H HR. You could do that. You could also do uh, accounting. You could do um, entrepreneurship. Was is, is another choice you could possibly do. Of course, marketing, global management, and then um, might be forgetting the other two. Uh,
1: uh yes, you, um, it's uh, finance and real estate is the other one that you could uh, do. Oh, real
3: estate, mm-hmm. damn, that was, that's kind of sick.
0: Is your program math heavy? Like, if you were bad at math in high school, are you
2: screwed? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily you're screwed. It is somewhat math heavy. Like, there's a there's a lot of math courses, but it's nothing like oh, if you didn't do any if you were great in math in high school or whatever, it's not like you can't. they can achieve a good grade in university it's like they help you build it up easily and then it's like obviously like some knowledge from high school helps makes it makes it much easier but like if you don't understand anything or whatever going into it it's it's not the end of the world you can figure it out.
1: Yeah, so um, I can second that I think that um, the program in marketing specifically is not um, it is math heavy heavy in some circumstances, but um, throughout high school I did academic um, like academic math so I didn't take AP and I still uh, did fine still got in uh, with high average and um although uh, ryerson does like for specific business management programs you have to take required courses so although i'm in marketing i still had to take accounting finance economics and some other courses um which which could count as being math heavy
0: all right um on that line of difficulty what would you say is the degree of difficulty of your program like how many hours a week do you have to put into this
2: i think it for me it varies personally i think like depending on if there's exams or it's like heavy on assignments some weeks are much higher than others but some weeks i have a little lighter so i could put less hours in but um like on average i don't know like a like a like a logical number like like something put in like right away like just an average number but um I feel like it hits you really quickly. That's the number one thing. Like once you start a semester, you're gonna be like, Oh, I just started, maybe I don't have that much work, and then boom, right away, like a couple of days in, you're like, Oh god, I have like four assignments due next week. Like this is insane. So it's kind of just like knowing your workload. I feel like if you are consistent with working every day, it's not that many hours, but if you kind of loaf a little bit or whatever, it might be a little a little more hard hard on you for sure. Yeah, the um
1: the difficulty, I would say, is probably a medium medium difficulty and like a couple hours a day to accumulate to about 25, 20, 30, uh, 30 hours a week. But obviously, um, uh, it, it depends on if you have like exams or assignments or quizzes or something like that that you need to study for a little bit more uh, time. So organization is definitely key.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you just put in the work and you should be fine type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess moving away from academics now more into like jobs and things like that
0: other than co-op is there any kind of uh, services that your program gives you for like career development or any kind of thing along that line
1: um, I can start off with that one. So I know that co-op is pretty big. Like I was doing some research because I'm hoping to get into co-op um, for the following year. And uh, I, I saw companies like Bell, Celestica, IBM, Microsoft, Sick Kids, and TD Bank were some of the co-op positions. But also um, Ted Rogers and Ryerson have like uh, again, I was looking looking at some of the resources that they have, and they have career um, career centers, research program centers, career development centers, and career boost programs. Mm-hmm. And this can all like I was saying this can all be found if you do a quick Google search. it's all uh, it's all there and laid out for you and some of the requirements.
3: I guess now that we've touched upon like the more kind of studious types of aspects of Ted Rogers. Uh, We can kind of shift away from that to like the culture itself of the school, knowing that you guys are both second year. So you did get to experience at least a little bit of like that social aspect of the school before COVID. Uh, What's your take on that? Do you think it's more like a party school or is it just like, you know, more of like academics uh, related? What's your take on that?
1: You want to start off there?
3: Uh, Sure. (laughs) Um,
2: I think Ryerson is kind of like in between both cause you're also downtown Toronto. So it's like, there's so much to do. Like there's pl- plenty of clubs, bars, whatever you can go to. So it's um in between, like you can go have fun and party at night, but at the same time, it's like, obviously a, a pretty good school to go to cause it's not like, I, I wouldn't say it's too heavy on academics to the point where you're just like not being able to go outside and socialize with other people, but it's also like not too easy. So you have to put the work in, you have to do everything to succeed in it. But um, party and social life was definitely, um, well, first year, it's a little different because you're not of legal age. So it's a little harder to, like, party and all that unless you're going to, like, a house party or something. But, like, from what I've done, it's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of good things to do.
1: Yeah, and I, I could say the same. I mean, the um, academics are uh are pretty high and then um usually people have a say on the uh the party life and the social life depending on uh sometimes if you live in residence which I which I don't I'm to Ryerson. So sometimes they have a different opinion on um on how the party life is or how it how it goes in that sense. Um but yeah overall it's a balance between the two and downtown Toronto has many things to offer.
3: What's like one place that Say you're uh, on campus for whatever reason. What's like one place that someone should be able to visit if they get the chance? You know.
2: I like party-wise, would you say, or just like in like general?
3: Party-wise, or just like, it, like to socialize. I don't know, grab a drink or something like that. Oh,
2: oh, I think I think uh, the SLC is where most people go to the Student Learning Center, which is called the SLC for Ryerson students. Mm-hmm. So probably most people go to like relax and hang out. Um, necessarily, I don't know necessarily for drinks or not, but I'm sure you could probably get some drinks there or whatever, but there's just like, I don't know, since it's downtown Toronto, there's so many options. I wouldn't say there's like one set place you could go to because you have plenty of options. You may want to switch every week or so. Right. So it could be like one day I'm going to go hang out at the student learning center. And one day I'm going to go out to the bar with my friend. Right. So it's just kind of like, it varies. It depends like on your mood. There's so many options. So I wouldn't say there's one set place exactly for a variety of students to go
1: yeah a really uh a really great place is the eden center is right downtown uh so that's a great um casual hangout spot to do some studying to get a snack to get a meal uh in between classes and we also like what sometimes the um the theater is open uh there's um like a young and dundas square cinema or theater that's um right downtown and uh, that's also a great place to hang out.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so lucky, bro. We don't have shit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, we just got to, like, live on camp. Like, there's nothing to do. You just either get to the Bro, like, we have that,
0: one restaurant. We have that
3: one bubble place? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like, one place and that's it.
2: But in a way, it's probably, it probably could feel good for you guys because Ryerson's so open that it's not only all Ryerson students there, right? Like, so you see a lot of, mm-hmm. like, people who don't go to Ryerson there. So it doesn't give you like that full on university experience that most people think you're gonna get. Yeah. So like maybe you're at university on like Schulich or whatever, York, um, it's more closed in, I'd say. So you, everywhere you go, mostly around you see some students rather than someone some day job worker or some random people. You know what I mean? So it kind of gives you more of that, yeah, that university experience. That's what I would say. So-
3: I guess it's a good segue into our next question now that you say mm-hmm. like it's open to the public. How safe is, like, campus itself, you know? Because, like, I guess it's just open to everybody type of thing. What's your take on that?
2: Um, I think uh, most places are safe. I think there's one building that's a little... sketchy. There's a lot of um, <laughs> uh, d- dangerous people. I don't know if I would say dangerous, but a lot of weird people over there that, like, <laughs> they sometimes recommend you not to go through the back door because it could be dangerous. So... It's probably the Victoria building I'd say is probably the most dangerous out of the Ryerson buildings, and um but other than that, like the school is like pretty safe, it's downtown, like you never know what's gonna happen anyway, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's dangerous in any way, but there definitely is it's probably more dangerous than any other university that's what I would say. Because most universities are closed in with just students, but like here like you can literally run into anyone, so yeah, I'd probably say it's yeah. a little more dangerous but not dangerous, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, dangerous just by virtue of being like open to this downtown stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but there—the um, one thing I know about, um, which I which I previously knew about, is that like if you have like a night class downtown and you're, um and you're like at a building or far away from your parked car or your residence, there is, I believe, a um, like a Ryerson security guard or a night nighttime security that can help and walk you to your car if you're feeling unsafe at the at the time.
0: All right, on a. Slight change of topic right now, you know, we talked about partying and stuff, which obviously right now is socially irresponsible uh, Mm -hmm. because of COVID and everything. So how would you say that your university has adapted to COVID? Like, is it particularly good or did they do a bad job?
2: Um, Honestly, I think Ryerson's done a pretty good job with making it online, but in general online just sucks like it's so boring like you kind of don't get any experience whatsoever it's like you're at home all day there's the motivation is very lack it's very lacking like when you're at home there's so many distractions but when you're at school it's like you're at school you're in class like there's not much you can do so it's kind of also it's like i can engage much easier with my teacher when i'm like paying attention to them like in person when i actually see what they're saying that like how they're you know just how they're speaking and stuff but online is like Oh my phone's right next to me and my teacher will never know if I go on my phone, I'm just going to go on my phone right now. Right? Or I'm going to go get some food and make some food right now. It's just like there's so many distractions with it so it's a uh, really annoying but Ryerson itself has done a good job. Like I haven't had any problems with online school yet as of right now, I would say. Uh
1: yeah, um that's very true. Uh uh, um, the Ryerson has done a pretty good job. Like, there are some classes that are pre recorded and some classes that are live um, on Zoom, but uh, but definitely you miss the you miss the interaction. You miss the uh, the student interaction plus the um, professor interaction where if they're if you're in a math class or so and so forth and they're writing uh, writing an equation on the board. You kind of miss that sense of being there and being able to physically ask uh, ask a question instead of let's be typing it in the chat.
3: Yeah, I guess we all miss that human touch, you know. Sadly. yeah <laughs> bro who the fuck are you touching in class <laughs> like looking
0: at your experience so far what would you say is your favorite part of the program
2: you can start because i'm trying to think about it sure
1: <laughs> um, sure my uh my favorite part of the program is the amount of options i think that although um a lot of a lot of the majors have different uh options for electives and different options for um for courses that you could take i think specifically for marketing there's social media marketing there's sports marketing and um in, like different uh, different uh, aspects and branches that you can branch off from so i think that uh the amount of options and the plentiful opportunities that you
2: could grab uh, are are great yeah honestly I think that's definitely a big thing for it like options you have plenty of different options also I would probably say just the fact that like you have something to rely on like co-op so if you like that could just be a huge decision maker for you especially if you're in high school or whatever and you're trying to figure out what university to go to kind of gives you like oh this this university has like a co-op program that's like like, pretty good, or this university doesn't offer co-op, so maybe I'd lean toward this university, so I think having some, like, co-op, or even going, like, abroad for school, which is, like, something that you can also do in the which is, like, pretty cool for me, which is, kind of, which is what I kind of like. It gives you kind of different options of what you want to do. Um,
3: I guess to flip it on its head, that same question, what's one thing that you've experienced so far that you say is, like, your least favorite part about the program, you know?
2: Um, Again, I'm probably going to say, like, just the fact that it's so open. Not, like I don't know about the program itself, but like the school, the school itself is just so open. It's like, you can just see so many different people that you, like you kind of just like, I, I personally want more of that university experience, That I just want to be able to see like only students. So I could like talk to new, new people. So cause it's kind of harder to talk to people nowadays. Cause like you're always tra- traveling from class to class. When you're traveling from class to class, you're not seeing like other students. You're seeing the people, right? So I think that's the biggest part of it.
1: Uh, For me, uh, program-wise would be the mandatory courses. I think that a lot of the majors have, um, like, although I'm really passionate about marketing, that in first and second year, you have to take uh, finance courses and accounting courses that I wasn't so familiar with coming from high school. So that was a really big change for me. Although I can then specify to marketing come the second to third year, I still had mandatory economics and other courses that maybe wasn't up
3: my interest Mm -hmm. yeah i guess like you know if you want to do what you want to do like you don't want to deal with all these other things that you know don't interest you that's true and uh i guess to wrap things up and more of like a heartfelt note say you were to do it all over again you walk into class that first day as a first year and you bump into yourself now um what's like one piece of advice that you would give yourself Knowing what you know, experience what you've experienced, type of thing.
1: <laughs> okay, so um, uh, my the biggest the biggest factor for me was organization. I think that um, having a Google Planner, uh, a Google Calendar, a Um, a desk, a desk, um, like writing station, something where you can organize your time, organize your assignments, because it does come heavy. I mean, it's a little bit of a change from high school, and you'll start to see that the courses are coming, uh, like a little bit faster, and you're getting a little bit more of a workload. So having your stuff organized, although I did, I would have loved to have a little bit more structure in my schedule where I was able to plan accordingly.
3: You know she had that ready like when I asked the question she was like her face lit up she was like all right i'm going to hit the Yes <laughs>
1: i i knew that one was uh that one was a great question i i think that that's a really important question to uh to like to express to someone
2: <laughs> Um honestly like for me obviously the school wise yeah organization and all that is really good but for me i think the two things i learned most is stay positive and stay patient because like when you first go into university it's such a big change for me. Like I had a terrible first month, like personally, like my first month, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, this is so bad. I don't want to go to the school. I don't want to be here. I don't want to go to class every day downtown, like in a subway, taking the train. So it was like brutal for me. Like I had a terrible first month considering I also wasn't legal. So I couldn't go outside and party and all this, all this stuff. <laughs> so I was pretty pissed off about that. But again, like um, it was like a terrible first month for me. So it took like a long time for me to realize that, Hey, like it's going to get better. And like, it did get better. Like as the months went on, like I actually started to enjoy the school. So what I would tell myself is honestly, just like probably just, if you're going in there, like don't go in with a bad mindset. Cause if you do, it's going to just get worse for you. It's just going to get way worse. And if you're not patient about what's going to happen, it's just, you're just going to hate it even more. So there's really no point. Like if you're patient about it and you're positive, you go in with a positive mindset. You're going to come out and be like, Oh, this is actually not bad. And like, for us, like, we just started university. We're second-year students. We're, like, we haven't even experienced anything yet. One half, half our university experience has been COVID. Like, we've been doing yeah. online shit yeah. for the whole – like, I don't know if I can swear, but for the whole year. So, um, Go for it. I can swear? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, we, yeah, yeah, we've been doing online shit for the fucking whole year, right? So, it's been pretty <laughs> brutal. Um, it's been pretty brutal. But um, so, like, obviously, there's still so much to see. Like obviously there's points where if you ever get sick of universities, you can always like travel to see maybe other friends at other universities. So like you always have like a s like a scapegoat. You can always go anywhere you want. Like you it's just like stay patient because it'll it will get better. Honestly it will get better. And if it doesn't, then maybe it's time to rethink something, right? Or and just stay positive because like honestly, like if you go in with a negative attitude for anything, it's just it's not gonna go out go out well. Like like that's the number one thing I've probably learned
3: myself personally. I guess, yeah, on that note.
0: Thank you guys for coming on and giving your takes on the program.
2: No worries, no worries.
3: Thank you. Thank you very
1: much.
0: Thank you. Um, For the listeners, this is part of our seven-episode series about Canadian business programs, so if you guys want to learn more about some other schools, maybe you're making a decision for where to go for university, be sure to check those out for more info and more takes on the programs.
3: And... If you're interested in learning more about the world of business, maybe getting some life advice or just career advice or just checking out uh, and listening to stories from really cool people, check out our podcast. Uh, We're on Instagram and Spotify and everywhere else, wherever you get your podcast at the Business Kids podcast. Uh, Thank you and uh, have a good day.